0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Go In The Distance Podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is also at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. Brett is here for episode 73. We know who's playing in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady, the GOAT, has retired. Lots of new coaching changes. Brian Flores is just suing the NFL. We got so much to talk about today.
1: So, yeah, I mean... As far as uh, Tuesdays in February go, I think this is probably the most news that we've had on a day like this with obviously the GOAT retirement. In our history, yes. Uh, yeah, the Brian Flores stuff, the, the name leak for the Washington football team, uh, some big college football transfers. Uh, I know we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, let's mm-hmm. get into the openers. We, we have Brett back here for the first time in a little while, so it's nice to have him back. Good uh, to be back. It's been a while. There we go. Uh, But my opener is going to be seeing the Chiefs lose. I am very happy to see that a division rival will not win the Super Bowl and the Chiefs will not have as many rings as the Raiders do, uh, at least until next year. The Cincinnati Bengals definitely played amazing, played out of their minds to go ahead and beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Uh, Everybody pretty much saw that game, so I don't really need to explain what happened in that. Uh, But shout out to Evan McPherson, shout out to Sam Hubbard, shout out to Trey Hendrickson, all those guys on Cincinnati's defense uh, and helping them get that win against the big, bad Kansas City. Now we don't have to see Jackson Mahomes and
0: Brittany Mahomes doing dances at the Super Bowl. Yeah, mine is going to be the Warriors and Nets game from Saturday nights. No Kevin Durant in this one, but it's always good to see our Warriors going up and competing with a title contender. That's exactly what they did. Great game. Game winning three by Clay Thompson is a beauty.
2: Yeah, I mean, seeing Clay hit that shelf is I think, going to be big for his confidence moving forward, too. But for me, it's going to be a new era for the San Francisco 49ers. A uh, lot of news out of Santa Clara today. Jimmy G press conference pretty much confirming that he is going to be on his way out. He's talked to John Lynch. They're going to find a trade partner for him that works for both ways. They're going to give Jimmy, they're going to put Jimmy in a place where he wants to be in a place that wants to win, I believe, but Trey Lance, everything points to him getting the key to the kingdom moving forward. And as a Niner fan, I'm very excited for that and the possibilities that brings.
1: There we go. It is episode 73. We always like to talk about our favorite number or player, whatever that goes with that number of the episode that we're doing. So with 73 being this week? Skylar, who's your favorite number? 73.
0: I gotta go with relief pitcher Ricardo Ringcone, Moneyball legend Brad Pitt traded for him, and fleece the Indians. Never forget it. Strong. My favorite
1: seventy three is a more, I guess, well known name outside of the Moneyball era, and that's Hall of Fame guard Larry Allen. Uh, probably one of the fastest NFL linemen ever to exist, uh, and one of the biggest ones ever—six-three, 335, as well. Eleven-time Pro Bowler, uh, and just some surefire Hall of Famer for sure. All two thousands team, all nineteen nineties team, uh, one-time Super Bowl champion. So I had to go with one of the goats in football, Larry Allen. For me,
2: I'm gonna go to the NBA. We talked about this earlier. I believe the only NBA wearer ever to wear number seventy three, Dennis Rodman. I believe he wore it for the Lakers. Don't even know how long he was there, but probably
0: for a couple games. One
2: year. Yeah. Dennis Rodman, he's he's a legend for for many reasons, but he's the only 73 wearer in NBA history, so that's gonna be my pick.
0: There you go.
1: Also a tradition of every week with our podcast is that we got the Immaculate Sports Player of the Week, and I was a bit late putting it up, so we don't have the final results yet, but we will uh, know the candidates, obviously. Uh, So we have two Bengals players, two Rams players for both their wins in their championship games. Uh, One of them being Sam Hubbard. He had two sacks in that big game against the Chiefs. One of them coming in a big, big time to kind of keep the Chiefs out of the end zone uh, late in regulation and force a longer field goal by uh, Harrison Bucker. Obviously Bucker made the field goal to send it to OT, but without that play from Hubbard, who knows where the Bengals are this week. Next up is Evan McPherson. Obviously had four big field goals in that game against the Chiefs and has had a whole bunch of big field goals all throughout his Bengals playoff run. Cooper Cup is the next guy for the Rams. 11 catches, 142 yards and two touchdowns for the leading receiver in the NFL this year. Just... Week in, week out, the guys put up crazy numbers, so I had to throw him on this list. And then Traven Howard was the last guy, not a guy that a lot of people know, but he did have that game-selling pick against the Niners in that one. Uh, so I had to throw him on the list here. Voting hasn't really gotten started too much. We only have six votes right now, half of them being for Sam Hubbard, and we'll keep you posted as me. it goes on. That was actually not me. I voted for Evan was, McPherson. I was, I was on the Sam Hubbard train. Sure. There we go. Team reports. Oh, so uh, I think that we do every single episode.
0: I don't know if the Jets
1: yep. have much to talk about. We got some uh, stuff. There we go. We'll have you go first and then go to Brett and then head back to me.
0: All right. Obviously, the Jets, uh, Sala and company are running the national team, I believe, at the Senior Bowl this week. First practice uh, happened today. But the big thing with the Jets is Robert Sala says today that Makai Becton will have to earn the left tackle spot. It won't be a given. He obviously had an injury week one this year, never came back. Um, Some questions about his weight and his work ethic. George Fan has been great. He has, and I wouldn't mind him playing left tackle, but you don't want to hear that from your top 10 pick from a couple years ago, that he might not get the starting job.
2: Yeah, I mean, for the Niners, already touched on the Jimmy Genius, which I think is the biggest thing coming from today. But obviously, the Niners coming off a loss in the NFC Championship, 20-17 to 17, to, I wouldn't I'd say rival, division rival, LA Rams. But, I mean, for the Niners, it's really just the start of an offseason. There's going to be a couple of big contracts coming up soon. Debo Samuel had an amazing year. Nick Bosa um, contracts, such as Jimmy Garoppolo, which are likely coming off the book. D. Ford should free up about $27.6 million in cap. I believe if we were able to move those two guys. So Niners are going to have some money to spend going into the offseason. season, looking forward to putting another team out there that can compete for an NFC championship next year.
1: There we go. A uh, cool. different note than both the, the jets and the Niners was the Raiders hiring a GM and hiring a head coach. Uh, and it seems a lot different than previous hires of head coaches and GMs. Cause usually when you do this stuff, you're in a really bad spot with your team, trying to turn turn the page, change the chapter and start something new. But for the Raiders here, they're just trying to build on what they did from last year. And and before that was building the team that they already have. Uh, So we hired Dave Ziegler as GM and hired head coach, Josh McDaniels. And it's been a very weird uh, response, I'd say from the Patriots fans, from Raider fans, from NFL fans, uh, and a lot of a lot of people think it's it's not a good hire. And I don't really know where I sit right now with Josh McDaniels. I think he has the capability to either turn it two ways. One where it goes really, really good. And we're playing in a Super Bowl or NFC or not a NFC. I guarantee you that's not happening, but an AFC championship within the next few years. Or we're picking within the top five in the next two years. And McDaniels is out. Ziegler's out, whatever it is. And it all goes to hell. But I do really like the Ziegler hire. I think a lot of people are really pumped up about that one. And I know a lot of Patriots fans are not too happy about him leaving uh, with him kind of being the the GM of the future if, if Bill Belichick were to ever leave. So happy we got him. Seems like he's a decent drafter uh, based off of the things that he was talking about uh, as well as, I mean, the Patriots have had a lot of free agent acquisitions in the last few years that might have not been the biggest names when they signed them that paid off quite big. Uh, Once it got to playing time in October, November, December, January. Uh, So um, I'm all right with that. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, can't really see what's going to happen with it just quite yet. All right. As we have every single week, uh, the teams that got eliminated in the playoffs, we have been doing their season grades and their biggest needs. Uh, So the two teams that got eliminated this past week were the Niners and the Chiefs. I started with the Chiefs. Remind what what, uh, team do you guys want to start with?
0: That's fine. These right, we'll, go to, we'll go Chiefs first. Skeller, what do you got? I gave the Chiefs a B-plus this year. I know they made it to the conference championship game, but it's a slow start. This is a team that should be playing for the Super Bowl every year, and I, I know technically that's what they did, but Patrick Mahomes, the guy, rightfully so, uh, you're going to ride or die with him, just couldn't get it done. He played horribly against the Bengals. He didn't know what what situation he was in, you know, checking the ball down when you have no timeouts uh, on the goal line at the end of the half, taking sacks when you're on the three-yard line, uh, just stuff you can't do, you know. And uh, uh, I, I still think it's the right decision. You got to ride or die by him, but not good enough. Uh, they're going to need uh, some more edge rushers for next year and get a honey badger replacement. He's probably not coming back is what I've heard. Uh so reload the offense and get younger on defense, Kansas City.
2: I gave the Chiefs a B minus for a very similar reason. This this is a team that I mean, once you get past the Bills, in my opinion, should be in the Super Bowl in the AFC. I think this is the best team. I think they were the better team of the two teams versus the Bengals. The Bengals just outplayed them, especially in that second half. Mahomes, I believe, started 14 of 15. And then in the second half, put up three points only coming on that last drive where he looked awful towards the end of it. Um, For me, what I'd do if I were KC going to the offseason, I'd want to sure up the receiving core. I know they have Hardman and uh, Pringle, but I'd want a more consistent second wide receiver across from Tyreek Hill, someone who isn't just speed, a little more complete. Uh, Like Skyler said, I'd look to sure up the edge rush, probably through the draft process, and then the secondary as well.
1: The Chiefs are very weird because their standard, I feel like, is higher than any other team in the NFL. And so for a season when you just barely lose the conference championship game uh, with this team, I'm giving it a B. Because every season that doesn't end in a Super Bowl win, uh, at least for the Chiefs, in my opinion, can't be graded higher than an A or an A-. minus. With the roster that they have, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, all those guys. Uh, on defense as well. There's no way that you can think of this season being somewhat successful. Uh, I do think the edge rushers and and a wide receiver is a big thing for them. I think drafting wide receiver would probably be the best decision for them. Uh, Maybe a guy like Jamison Williams or someone that falls down later in the draft, like Mechie, whoever it is. Uh, But I think the biggest need for them is to get a healthy backfield. I, I like CEH a lot, and I think he's going to be really good if he stays healthy. But we just, he's had health concerns his first two years in the league. Jerk McKinnon, obviously, uh, I mean, he was healthy down the stretch this year, but we've seen in the past that he's not a guy that's going to be able to stay healthy for you throughout a season. Darius Williams, same thing. Uh, so we'll see how that goes with them. But I think if they, they get a backfield, that a, a guy that can take 250 carries e- each year easily, I think they'll be in a really good spot rather than just having to rotate guys in and out every single week. And then next up the Niners.
0: I gave the Niners an A. Uh, I think both of you guys will probably give them an A plus, but I think they should have beaten the Rams. So I just gave them an A. Uh, I know it's so may sound a little harsh, but whatever. Uh, You know, this was supposed to be a bridge year for the Niners. They ended up going to the conference championship game. Uh, That's, that's great. That, that proves you that you know you're a couple pieces away, uh, and that's why you need to upgrade at quarterback. And it sounds like they're already getting that started, which is nice. If it, even if it's not Trey Lance, you know, it's just somebody who doesn't limit the offense, it'd be unfortunate if it's not. But I wouldn't limit yourself to that because I think they're a piece away from the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I, I also gave the Niners an A. I didn't give them an A plus, and mostly that's just because early season. I feel like I, I mean, you look at it prospectively. We finished great, but. Honestly, I think our starts should have been better. We gave away a lot of games early, games that we dominated really um, and just managed to give them away just on mistakes on our end. But, I mean, you can't really argue with an MC championship, so maybe once again that's being picky. But I- I'm going to go a little more in-depth on Niners just because I'm a fan of the team. There's a couple guys I think they should look to bring back. DJ Jones, and Tomlinson, Al and Arden Key. All guys who kind of came into this year as role players and ended up taking a big role for this team would be very important to have back. A couple of one-year contracts, Raheem Mostert, running back starter, got hurt. Jason Brett Corner got hurt. And Joukowsky Tart, who, of course, dropped the interception, which everyone's going to remember from this year. But I'd love to see all those guys back on one-year contracts. Get rid of D. Ford, get rid of Jimmy, get some money. Maybe target a guy like J.C. Jackson, you know, a veteran corner, I think would be a very big improvement for this offense. Develop Aaron Banks, your second round pick from last year. But all in all, I think Skyler hit on it. The big thing is quarterback. If Trey Lance is that guy, he's the guy. Develop him. Give him a system. Shanahan's going to work his magic with them, hopefully. And I think you're in a good position money-wise and the talent you have around you to get back to where you were this year.
1: Yeah, Brett said it pretty well. Uh, I'll touch on a couple things that I thought, though, as well. I gave the Niners an A. I didn't give them an A plus. Right, the only sure. reason why I didn't give them that is because I would have liked to see what you had more in Lance a little bit, rather than going into the next season kind of blind. Uh, obviously, you have training camp and preseason games to kind of see what you what you want from there but I feel like a little bit of this season should have been about seeing what you have in him. And if you're ready to move on from a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who has won you guys a lot of games, even though he hasn't been the greatest quarterback in his time there, obviously Brett said a clear cap. I think that also is a big thing. So you could go ahead and bring in a big time free agent or trade for a guy if you really want to. Uh, And JC Jackson is a good one, Uh, but especially adding that corner, uh, JC Jackson is obviously an option Uh, of adding a corner. uh, I think that's probably the biggest need i'd say on defense especially uh is getting a, a guy that can match up man to man really well because josh norman probably isn't going to be able to do it for you
2: yeah, the other thing i'd say is probably another edge rusher opposite of bosa just so he's not getting doubled as consistently
1: yeah it wouldn't hurt uh we have had four official head coach hiring so far uh, one that is skeptical with vikings and john Harbaugh we don't really yeah. know too much right now we have when,
0: when we get there i'll I, I have a i don't know not a theory just i what i think is going on when we get there but we ain't there yet
1: so. yeah so we're just going to go over the, the four coaches and then probably harbaugh as well uh, with the vikings uh, uh just our thoughts about the coaches that have been hired and if yeah. that's stuff that's going on is correct there so first one Uh, we don't really have a design order for this, but I say
0: Matt Eberflus for the bears, I think should be the first. All right. Uh, before we talk about this, I, I just focused on the facts. Obviously we're not going to know if it's a good or bad hire for a year. Uh, it's just all speculation. So we'll start with Matt Eberflus here. It's not the most exciting hire, but we do know he has a great scheme that's been working in the NFL for 10 years now. Uh, he says he's not going to call plays for the defense this year. That means he's going to focus on being a CEO type head coach, which is good for Chicago. Good for Justin Fields.
2: Um, I would have liked to see, I, I don't know much about Eberflus, to be honest. It wasn't like a flashy hire and a name okay. that was really on my radar. So I'm not going to really dig into like, what I know about him there but I would have liked to see the bears as an organization go for a younger offensive mind, just given the fact that they have a young quarterback and that should be their focus this year. And probably next year is developing him. Um, I'm mean, hopefully you bring in an OC a quarterbacks coach that can do the job for either but I probably would have gone offensive minded. Like I said, I don't really know much about him besides mm. he gave a speech that reminded me of Joe judge's speech from me a few years ago. And that scares me. But once again, that's not who he is as a coach. So it's kind of wait and see.
1: I, I feel like I do a weird job when I, I look at these head coaches because I look a lot at where they were before, maybe a little bit too much. And when I see that Colts defense that Matt Eberflus was ahead of for the last few years, I, I saw a group that maybe didn't allow the least yards, but was very, very good at the small things and especially at forcing turnovers to get their offensive ball as much as they possibly could. Uh, I do like to hire for the Bears here. I think he is going to help make that defense not as good as the 2018 Bears, not as good as the 85 Bears for sure, uh, but a really good defense, uh, obviously led by Cleo Mack and Robert Quinn, uh, who just came off an amazing season. Uh, Luke Getze, I think, is rumored to be the offensive coordinator there. Mm. I'm seeing some things saying that the Bears hire Luke Getze as their offensive coordinator, yet I'm also seeing a thing that they're going to interview Joe Brady, so I don't really know what's going on. Uh. There, uh but if they go either way there, I actually kinda like the offensive hire as well. Uh one thing I don't like is the bit of uncertainty right now of Justin Fields. There's been some talk about a trade or something along with him, and that really doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I think we kind of saw his potential at sports last time or last year, even with a guy like Matt Nagy, who we know is not the most fun coach to be around. So I like to hire for the Bears. I don't know if this turns them into this crazy contender or anything like that, but I think it's a, it's a good gradual start for Chicago as well as their GM hire. I do like Ryan Poles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a a guy who wants to win. He's a former player. Yeah.
1: Former guy that uh, I think I said last week that he was an undrafted free agent that signed with the bears. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Next up, Nathaniel Hackett Packers offensive coordinator Mm -hmm. signs with the Broncos to be their next head coach.
0: Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett gives the Broncos their best chance at Aaron Rodgers. I think that's the big thing here. And, you know, finally, an offensive mind in Denver. Maybe they could, if they don't get Rodgers, they could still find a way to figure out the quarterback position. But this year, they're going to try to get Aaron Rodgers over there in Denver.
2: Yeah, I like the Hackett hire. Like Scott said, best chance at Aaron Rodgers. But even if you don't get Aaron Rodgers, you get an offensive mind that's going to be able to develop a young QB because no matter where they go, eventually in the next one or couple years, there's going to be a young QB in Denver, even if Rodgers comes this year. And I think Hackett's a guy that will be good at developing that. I'm glad they went away from defense. In my opinion, that's just not how the NFL is right now. You want an offensive mind as your head coach. I feel like that's the best strategy. But I like the Hackett hire. I'd probably give it a B, B plus.
1: The Hackett hire definitely gives them the best chance at Rodgers. I don't know if it gives them the best shot at being a really good football team, though. Uh, I would have liked to see, I mean, obviously, I would love to see the Broncos suck. Uh, mm-hmm. But in their case, I think I, what would have made them a bit better is hiring a guy that had a little bit more experience as a head coach, like Byron Leftwich. I think would have been a pretty good hire over there. Uh So we'll see how that goes with Nathaniel Hackett, but I probably give them the best chance to get Aaron Rodgers, which I hope does not happen.
0: Uh, Giants and Brian Dable. All right. So I'm going to tie in uh, my Brian Flores talk here with this one, if that's all right with you guys. Yeah, of course. When we get there, but it's okay. So the Giants hire Brian Dable. This is the guy who fixed Josh Allen. They're going to try to fix Daniel Jones. Uh, I'm sure this is a guy who will have a long leash. Uh, in New York, you know, even though it's New York, usually doesn't come with a long leash, but mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: it's, I don't want to say it's the right guy. Cause we don't know yet, but if you're trying to fix a quarterback, this is the man to do it. Uh, and we'll talk about Brian Flores here. If you didn't hear, um, allegedly didn't get hired. Sorry. Didn't get the interview before. Before Brian Dable was hired, uh, Bill Belichick texted congratulating him, thought, thinking he was Brian Dable, uh, which is unfortunate for him. So now Brian Flores is uh, suing the NFL, the Giants, Dolphins, because their owner doing some sketchy stuff, apparently, and the Broncos, who say they have nothing to do with it, but, just, you know, just notice or mention them. Uh, I, I don't think I have anything else to say, you know, about that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be something legally wise, at least So we'll, we'll get a lot more as things go on. Uh, we did get this this very long uh, lawsuit from Brian Flores, uh, but it's obviously kind of complicated to read and stuff when it goes into legal terms and stuff like that. Uh, but basically, he just he does not like uh, he suspected racism, stuff like that, uh, which obviously is not something that you want within the NFL especially when the whole majority of the players and stuff are black. And so it's kind of weird when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, hopefully it all clears up and ends up with the best for both sides.
0: All right.
2: Yeah, touch- Dable. <laughs> Touching on the, the floors yeah. thing. Um, oh, dude, I totally lost my train of thought here for a second.
0: Yeah, it happened to me. That's why I was all right, no, my, mo-
2: moving on. Uh, <laughs> all right. Sorry. Dable. Uh, like the hire, I think like Skylar said, he's a guy that's came in and I, I wouldn't say fix Josh Allen. Cause Josh Allen was very young. And I think, I think Dable more than anything unlocked what Josh Allen had in him. And I think he can do the same thing for Daniel Jones, who they've pretty much already committed to, uh, next year. It sounds like from the GM, I believe he made a statement the other day. Uh, Daniel Jones is a sneaky good athlete. I think that's the biggest thing that I, I see in comparison with Jones, and Allen. I, I think Jones being able to unlock that and help in the run game is something that should be incorporated into the Giants offense and I think Dable will do. I think the arm I, I've never been the most impressed with Jones' arm, but I really am convinced Jones is not a bad quarterback, and I'm hoping Dable is the guy to really unlock, release whatever he has. And I, I think he I think Jones and the Giants could be in a good position moving forward.
0: I just I hope Brian Dable realizes that. Daniel Jones is not 265 pounds. Yeah. don't get him killed.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's not—he's not the power runner Josh yeah. Allen is, but he's got speed, and uh, I mean, but we'll see what he does yeah. with it. But I, I see some of the similarities there.
1: Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see some immediate success from the Giants, especially if they hit on some offensive linemen within the draft. And they I don't do get like sued this,
0: and don't lose their Brian draft
1: picks. Day will hire, exactly if they do well. Uh, keep the drama out. Obviously, that's a big thing, too. Uh, but if Brian Dable does well with Daniel Jones, this team will succeed pretty much immediately. I like their defense. They have a whole bunch of really young and good players on that side uh, with some good vets as well, like James Bradbury. And uh, it's hell if you even want to call Jabril Peppers at vet at this point. But Blake Martinez is another guy on that defense. But when you look at the offense, If you have a healthy squad that has Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius, Tony, Evan Ingram, that's a pretty good offense right there. There's a lot of weapons within that. And if you actually plan it the right way, unlike Joe Judge did, then you can actually get some immediate success with this. Uh, And I'm just hoping that we get to see Saquon be healthy for all of next year, as well as uh, an exciting young receiver like Kadarius, Tony. Uh, So I think it, it could pay off with immediate success for the New York football giants. The last official hire that we do have, I talked about it in my uh, team report a little bit is the Raiders with Josh McDaniels.
0: All right. So Josh McDaniels, we know in this specific carousel as of right now is the most veteran guy here. Uh, He knows how to win and he's going to try to break the cycle of the new England assistance busting as head coaches, busting anywhere else they go. Uh, that's what we know so far. And I'll let uh, you decide where to go from there. Cal, when we get to you, go ahead, Brett.
2: I think the Raiders, the Raiders are a very interesting team. Cause I think they're set up to be good, but not great. And what I mean by that is they have a lot of guys on the roster, the whole roster in general, it's very solid top to bottom there's some depth issues whatever Kyle can get in more into that uh, if he wants but I like bringing in McDaniels and the GM they hired because I think the change in culture like solidifying a culture is a good thing Gruden was kind of all over the place because that's just how Gruden is I think McDaniels is going to come in establish a culture and that's just how things are going to be he's going to try to establish you know the Patriots way everyone always talks about that so as far as coaching I think he's a Good offensive mind, I think the system is going to be good. But I think more than anything, just having an established guy there who's going to know what he wants and what he wants out of his players, I think that's the best thing for the Raiders in this high.
1: It was very interesting throughout this whole process as a Raider fan because it started off with Harbaugh. Harbaugh is going to be the guy, blah, blah, blah. There's all these reports saying, oh, he's having dinner with Mark Davis, blah, blah, blah. None of that's true, obviously. It's all smoke. Uh, And then we got down to facts with McDaniels coming in, all this stuff. Uh, And I was watching, I obviously watched McDaniels interview or introduction, whatever you want to call it, yesterday on on the Raiders YouTube. And uh, one thing that I really acknowledged or that I really liked is that he acknowledged the fact that he fucked up in in Denver with the Broncos and that he, he talked about the the strides that he's made as not just a, a football coach, but as, as a personnel coach, as a person, coach, uh, since then. And he said that he, he knew a lot of football, but he didn't know a lot of people and how to understand people and how to coach people and be a leader of people. And he says that within the last 12 years uh being back in new England and being back with bill and, and all the guys over there is that he really got to understand the people side of football and really what you're doing there. And it's not just schemes. It's not just X's and O's you're leading 52, 53 to 70 to 90 people of uh, grown men every single day, day in, day out. And so I do like that he acknowledged that. I do think, I hope that he's going to be a good coach. uh And it seems like what the Patriots have done, uh, I watched a lot of their highlights of this whole season just yesterday, is that they they do a really good job at doing what they're good at. And that's, I think, what the Raiders need to do. Get the ball to Waller, get the ball to Jacobs, get the ball to Hunter Renfro. And hopefully if we had a wide receiver one, which should be the main need going into the off season, get the ball to that guy as well. One more coach that we'll talk about now, mm-hmm. uh, obviously said it earlier, not confirmed uh, just some reports out of Michigan, some verified accounts who knows at this point, what that even means. Cause Adam Schefter tweeted out some false news uh, just last week about Brady retiring. And then obviously Brady did retire, but John Harbaugh, with the
0: Vikings? Uh, if it does happen, how do we feel about it? So pretty much what it seems like is that John Harbaugh's interviewing tomorrow. If he wants the job, it's his, is what I'm hearing. Um, we'll talk about some other guys. Patrick Graham interviewed today as the Giants defensive coordinator. Great defensive mind. Kevin O'Connell. I'll talk about him uh, a little later. Offensive coordinator for the Rams was also there. But I think Jim Harbaugh would be a good fit in minnesota um he's used to the north he's up there coaching in the big 10. uh you know he got his win for michigan now it's time to get out of there perfect timing <laughs> um and he's an nfl guy you know he's what the sixth uh, most winningest coach in nfl history something like that winning uh, no, percent yeah definitely yeah, not yeah,
1: yeah. winning games but
0: yeah. yeah yeah that's what i mean so uh so why not he's he's got the the mind you know, we just got to bring over uh, some trustworthy staff with him.
2: I mean, as a Niner fan and having seen Jim Harbaugh as a head coach, it's it's a very unique, not unique, unique, not the right word, but it's a very different situation, what he's taking over in Minnesota than what he did with San Francisco with the Niners? We weren't a good team. Minnesota's already a decent team, mm. and our identity was power run, and he just kind of emphasized that. You no, know, we had Frank Gore. We we ended up getting Kaepernick during his era. It started with Alex Smith, but the the Vikings they're much they're built much differently than that. So I'm gonna be interested to see what direction they decide to go because they're kind of in a situation where they can kind of rebuild it. They can. Get a few players, make a push, but they're not where they are right now. It won't be a Super Bowl winning team. I don't think no no matter what Harbaugh does in, or comes in and does as a coach, it's not a Super Bowl winning roster. But I think he's a guy who has an identity, and he's going to build an identity, and I think that's going to be the best thing moving forward for the Vikings.
1: I agree. The Vikings roster is very, very weird. I feel like their offense, if you just Harbaugh might be able to do it, but the guys that they have on the offense are so good, especially if you get a healthy Irv Smith back next year. Uh, When you have Jefferson, a top two, three receiver in the league, debatably Adam Thielen, a guy who's around every single year putting up big numbers, Kirk Cousins, who's actually a pretty damn good quarterback and Dalvin cook, one of the best running backs in all of football. You have all those guys healthy, That's going to be a scary offense. But with their defense, a lot of guys on that defense have been together for a long, long time. I think we're at the point in a lot of those guys' careers, except for maybe even maybe Harrison Smith, uh, where they're just not as good as they once were before. Uh, So a retooling a bit on the defense, I think, would definitely help out. But getting to a championship level contender within the immediate future, regardless of who you have as your head coach, is going to be very, very tough for the Vikings because they have a lot of cap issues as well. Uh, but the hardball hire, I think, will keep him competitive at least for the next few years for sure. Uh, and if he does well enough, obviously, I mean, he's going to get a big contract if he does go to the NFL, uh, probably at least five, six years at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, he's going to have the long leash to want to wanna rebuild if he wants to. But I, with that Vikings roster, I really don't think you should. But I do like the hire if it was to happen. I think Harbaugh can make things happen. Mm -hmm. All right. That's going to do it for the first half now. Uh, Let's get to halftime. Starting off with the GOAT retirement.
0: The greatest athlete of all time, I think. Tom Brady. Is done at 44 years old. And I think what makes him the greatest athlete of all time is I don't think he ever really aged throughout his career.
2: Right. Oh, sorry. Um, no, I, I I didn't know that that was cueing me. Um, oh, good. I, I think there's some guys I'd put in that debate, but I, as for football, I don't think there's any question. A few years ago, I would have said Montana. It's probably because I'm biased. I'm not a fan. I never got to see Montana play, but having been able to see Brady play, it's, it's honestly been an honor. Like you said, he's never aged. Whatever team he's been on when he's been on the field, they've been a great team. He's been a true pro good family guy. I, there's nothing he really did that, you know, created controversy besides, you know, there there was a few cheating scandal. I take that back, but yes. I mean, you honestly forget about those. I mean, when I think of Brady, I, I don't think of that stuff. I think about a winner. I think about a guy who's come in and done nothing but good things for the NFL.
1: Yeah. Brady's the GOAT. Uh, simply put, obviously, uh, I mean, I don't really know what else to say. I do think it's going to be really, really weird, especially for us, uh, people who haven't really lived in a, the non-Brady era, to see him not yeah. be playing football for a season. Uh, even when he got hurt, I mean, we really weren't that locked into football when we were six, seven years old, uh, or at least crazy locked in to the point where we, like, really understood the grasp of it. Uh, it Check is going to be interesting. TikTok
0: Immaculate Sports. So now, and you'll, you'll understand how I'm as a Jets fan, <laughs> uh,
1: but it's, it's going to be definitely weird to see like what he does now. Like, is he going to be showing up to Patriot games or
0: bucks games or
1: TV stuff? Who
0: knows? I think he's going to uh, join Peyton Manning and try to turn his business ideas into eventually ownership of an NFL team
1: ownership. Mm. Huh? Maybe take over for Bob Kraft when he's done making mac and Bobby. cheese.
0: No, he's going to take over the new expansion team in New York. Ah, gotcha. All right. Coaching carousel talk. All right. So there are a couple teams that we didn't talk about, and I want to get into those teams. Uh, we'll start with Miami. Uh, Brian Flores is gone. Uh, we won't get more into that business here. Just focusing on coaching. As of right now, we know they have two finalists for the head coaching job. That's Kellen Moore, the Cowboys OC, and Mike McDaniel, the San Francisco OC. Um, they may be calling up some more people here in the future, but it seems like these two are the two to get second calls. And uh I'm fine with that. Anyone who could who likes Tua and would help out Tua seems like the right call here. Yeah,
1: I've always liked Tua give to another chance or not
0: another chance we keep giving him a chance yeah all right uh next team is new orleans this is also another team who has uh, reached out to brian flores but as of right now i'm going to assume that uh this lawsuit is going to hold him out of coaching for at least a year so i'll take him off the list and dennis allen former defensive coordinator current defensive coordinator actually Darren Rizzi, their current special teams coordinator and Aaron Glenn, their former defensive back. He was actually the DC of the lions this year are the three guys. I would love to see Aaron Glenn get a shot, but it seems like this is Dennis Allen's job. If he wants it, another one of those situations here. Um, and Darren Rizzi don't know a whole lot about, but when I saw the name, I was like, Oh, I should, I should look into this. You know, this could be interesting, but yeah, New Orleans is uh seems like they're just going to try not to completely collapse this year. That's the goal.
1: Dennis Allen is not gonna be a good head coach just like he wasn't
0: a good head coach the first time. Yeah. You got anything, Brett? Uh
2: not really. I, I guess I'll talk to you about Mike McDaniel for a second and go yeah. back to the mm-hmm. but I mean as a Niner fan selfishly I want to keep him but to be honest that hire makes a lot of sense to me. I know he's been the guy that's been the front runner at least uh the last couple of days leading up until today where I've heard more Kellen Moore talk but he's gonna unlock that run game Jimmy G is basically the right-handed Tua. They're, they're limited in what they can do, but relatively accurate, not a great arm. So I think McDaniels, wherever he goes, whether it's this year or next year, he'll, he'll be a good head coach hire for someone.
0: All right. Uh, the next team to talk about, the Houston Texans. Their number one guy, seems like right now, is Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator. He also is who I thought was going to be at the top of Minnesota's board. Um, so if Minnesota is really going to hire Jim Harbaugh here, it looks like Houston will have a quick trigger on Kevin O'Connell. They also talked to Brian Flores, so, uh, I won't talk about him, Josh McCown, who I thought was just maybe, maybe they, their new ownership had a rule where they have to interview former players and he's the only former player who's coaching right now. So they interviewed him. And then Jonathan Gannon, Eagles defensive coordinator. Don't know a, a whole lot about him, but he is a finalist too. Um, interesting for Houston. Kevin O'Connell would be pretty interesting for them, I
1: think. I'd like to and, see Josh McCown. I think that'd be fun too. Oh, oh for for sure. For I sure. believe they interviewed him
2: in their last, like last year cycle as well. McCown. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. They must have liked him to bring him back, or oh, yeah. that it was an obligation that they had to fulfill.
0: And I'm going to save the best for last year with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last week, we found out Byron Leftwich was a signature away from becoming the head coach. And then he started clashing with Balky, the GM. He said, if you don't hire my boy Adrian Wilson from the Cardinals organization, uh, I don't want to work here. Apparently they're working on that. They're trying to hire him, giving him like an advanced uh president type role. So he's not, you know, in Arizona, he's like the director of scouting. Uh, so he'd be a president uh in Jacksonville. But while that's been going on, Jacksonville has named Doug Peterson, former Eagles head coach of finalists. And they're gonna give Kyle's guy Basace an interview tomorrow. So uh that's pretty interesting. Because they should, man. They should. Where's, I mean, I, I'm glad is for Bisacci. You know, uh, some other guys, two more to keep in mind. I don't know how serious it is because of their, their current roles, but Todd Bowles, Jim Caldwell also watch out for, I think Todd Bowles, uh, will get the Tampa Bay job. I really don't think Bruce Arians is going to be healthy enough to finish this next year. Um, so keep in mind, Todd Bowles likely to take over in Tampa and Jim Caldwell, uh, another great defensive mind, uh, All right, that's uh, that's going to wrap up the uh, the coaching carousel for now. Uh, this is one of the most interesting ones we've seen in a while now. Um, a lot of openings for sure. Oh yeah, and let's uh, let's get into the Senior Bowl now. I currently have the Senior Bowl practice pre recorded for whatever reason. It's not live this year, so screw the NFL Network for that. But I'm uh, watching the taping, uh, and there's a couple guys. I want to look out for we'll start off with, with the nation, the number one headline from the senior bowl today, Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher from Florida state was an absolute menace today. He was getting called out in one-on-ones and just dominating everyone dominating Darian Kennard lineman from Kentucky. Who's uh looks like he could be a first rounder too. Uh, and this guy was from last chance. You, he was the number one Juco player in the nation at independence. That's the Netflix show, you know, so, so good for him. Uh, Definitely looking like a first-rounder now. Great story. And I'll just throw in there a couple guys for uh, the few Jets fans listening, or maybe it's just for me. We really need some tight ends. Trey McBride from Colorado State. Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State looked great today at tight end. Uh, Joe Douglas has been watching the tight ends pretty closely. So I'm going to love to watch those guys, see what they do. All right. Any other guys?
2: I'm not a huge I'm know i not really into that so I don't have much of that here but I'll I'll be looking forward to the combine Esmond Ritter's got big hands. (laughs) I knew the the
1: hands were coming up. Big hands man and Kenny Pickett doesn't want to show his hands people were speculating about this but he is double jointed so no need to worry. Kenny Pickett Mm. does not have baby hands which means that he is not by default going to be a trash ass quarterback in the NFL.
0: Yeah All right. And, uh, you know, speaking of the college football, lots been going on the transfer portal, but we'll get into that now. Uh, I think the biggest, the biggest story, sorry, Jackson dart
1: and Caleb Williams, man. Big ones. dart. Thank you. No dart.
0: I'll get into that right now. Thank you, Brett. I think the biggest move so far from the transfer portals, Jackson dart leaving SC for Ole Miss. The five-star gets out of there, not Lincoln Riley's guy. And I'm sorry, sorry. uh, Yeah, Lincoln Riley's guy. But Lane Mm -hmm. Kiffin over at Ole Miss has been just destroying the transfer portal this year. He gets Jackson Dart, and he's leaving USC. So that makes room for Caleb Williams, another five-star quarterback, leaving Oklahoma for SC. Um, That's going to be big because now SC's got a new starting quarterback that uh, makes it look like they got a shot this year. You know, it looked like a a longer project without the quarterback, but now they got the quarterback in place. Interesting for SC. Uh, Some other guys here, Eli Ricks, five-star corner, moving from LSU to Bama. So that defense is just getting even nastier. Uh, Zachary Evans, if you guys played uh, Madden franchise mode and uh, drafted, I can't remember who it is, but there's someone who always made draft classes for like the – next years you know the, the guys that are in high school zachary evans was also a very good running back he's going from tcu also to ole miss uh brandon joseph he's been starting at safety for northwestern the past four years he's now going to notre dame he's going to take kyle Hamilton's spot i would keep an eye on him jaleel billingsley the bama tight end who's more like a receiver he's very fast going from bama to texas so quinn ewers got a new uh toy to play with over there, Dylan Gabriel, the central Florida quarterback, who uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, disappeared after taking over for Mackenzie Milton. He's going to the Sooners now. Uh, So the Sooners may not be as bad as you think, but also the Sooners are losing their number one target. Jaden Hasselwood, the receiver, he's going to Arkansas. He liked what he saw out of Traylon Burks over there in the SEC. And one last guy for Brett, Travis Dye, the running back. Going from Oregon to SC, so sorry. Jeez, Dude, I was that's the no gloves
2: guy. right? I was blindsided yeah. by that. I like I mm-hmm. didn't even know he had entered the portal. He's a guy I've I've loved watching. He's yeah. no gloves, no accessories, and which is weird at a school like Oregon, especially. And he, he does nothing but ball out. So good luck to him,
0: but it sucks to see him go. I apologize. There's one more that I missed. That's pretty big. Keaton Slovis, former USC quarterback, is going to Pitt. It's taking over for Kenny Pickett. I like that. I like that, that a lot. That is interesting. Keenan yeah. Slovis
1: kind of fell off his past year. Uh-huh. Uh, but we'll see if he even gets a start there.
0: At this mm-hmm. point, man. We'll see. All right. Uh, the NBA All Star game's coming up here. Do you? Did anyone else plan on doing it? I have it up right now. Plan on doing what? Uh, the, explaining the uh, the NBA All Star stuff. Uh, I, I didn't
2: have anything prepared. I was just kind of going to go off what you guys had. So. Yeah.
0: Well. Okay. All right. Well. So. February 3rd, that is in two days. The reserves will be announced. The draft is on February 10th, All-Star Weekend, 18th to the 20th. uh, And we know who the starters are. Start with the East. Kevin Durant's the captain. They got Giannis, DeMarta Rosen, Joel Embiid, and Trey Young. The West, Captain LeBron James with Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, John Morant, and our boy Andrew Wiggins, coached by Monty Williams, by the way. The East, not decided yet. I'm happy for my boy Wiggins. I feel like he's getting more hate than he deserves. He's a great player. He's earned that spot.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's one person in particular that we've gotten a lot of hate from, and, and that's Ian. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think Ian listens to the podcast, but Ian, why do you got to be hating on two-way wigs, man? What, what has he done bad to you? you naming guys, they aren't even up for the role.
0: Hey, Andrew Wiggins is not the one who traded James Harden at OKC. All right, calm down. Exactly, man.
1: <laughs> Andrew Wiggins wasn't the one that didn't win the 2011 <laughs> NBA Finals for you. <laughs>
2: I I'm, I think Wiggins deserves it. I mean, if the the arguments being made are for guards to replace me here, like Booker, Doncic, all those guys are in the guard rule. It's not.
0: It's for the forward spot. If right? you look
2: at the forward spot, there's it, it's not very deep in the West. To be fair, there's there's like a lot more options. If, if Wiggins were in the East, he wouldn't make it as a starter. He'd probably make it as an All Star, but not as a starter. But when you're talking about, I mean, Paul George, who's hurt, uh, Draymond, who's hurt, two guys, I. Probably put over Wiggins if they were healthy and participating. But really, the only guys are Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. And I I just think Wiggins has received way too much aid. And since he's been named a starter the past couple games, he's done nothing but ball out a couple times on national television. So he's putting the league on notice.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, We know the name.
2: Jordan. Yes. Yes. Uh, It's uh, Jalen Green. Uh, Jalen Green, uh, yeah, Cole Anthony, Juan Tiskanelander, and, and Obi Toppin. That's
0: that's pretty cool. I like the uh, the younger guys getting into it. You know, uh, some of these older guys uh, don't want to get hurt. JTA's yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, an old though. man. Like JTA's an 20s. interesting one.
2: It is. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't expecting that. I, I think Jalen Green in a dunk contest is going to be electric. Dude's got little rockets in his legs, so mm. I'm mostly looking forward to him, but...
1: All right. Hopefully, Can we just get one more dunk contest, though, with Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon? Is that too much to ask for? I think, so. Love to,
2: no more I think so. I think Gordon's done. I think, I think he's pissed, and honestly, rightfully so. Uh,
0: we got some MLB news. Uh, I'll leave the more important one to Kyle, but I'll start with the lockout news today. We thought today they had a meeting. We thought today we would gain some progress, but they really didn't. All they got was more proposals. Um, I do like some of them. Uh, there's a, a plan to award a full year of service time to the rookies who do qualify for awards, uh, get some votes. I think first through fifth place for, for, uh, any of the awards plus the rookie of the year. Uh, and I think teams, they, they propose that teams could get draft picks back too for, uh, playing their rookies right away. So I, I know it's MLB's tough with the rookies first year. Yeah. guys right away. Um, and other than that, I don't think they really agree on anything else. Versus. No, it, it's weird. I believe that
1: they're going to have another meeting tomorrow, but that's okay. based off of like non core economical issues or whatever they, they call it. So basically uh-huh. just not nothing big, uh, which sucks because spring training was supposed to start here in about 15 days. And obviously, uh, we're probably not going to have an agreement by that point, uh, mm-hmm. but hopefully they keep meeting, hopefully one side, uh, preferably the MLB stops getting so stubborn and actually just listens to what the players have because without the players, the MLB is
0: nothing. I will say, though, uh, I wasn't alive. We weren't alive for this. When the lockout in 94 happened, they cut the season off halfway through and ended it right there. I'm glad it doesn't look like something like that's going to happen to us this year. So that's good. I'll say that's true. Yeah.
1: And it is kind of weird too. Uh, out of all the years, I would be okay with missing this season because it looks like the A's aren't really going to do much anyways. <laughs> I
0: guess so. Might as well so. just get
1: our guys out and uh,
2: yeah, give our guys another year to develop in the minors. Hopefully we exactly. find something
1: uh, Hey, Elvis needs time to heal from that broken leg. Uh, <laughs> the highest paid so, player right there. Exactly, dude. So give them some time. Uh, now let's talk about I will be the show twenty two. 22. Sure. Uh, the cover is not Elvis Andrus, surprisingly enough. Uh, it is Shohei Otani. That's who we all expected it to be going back yeah. from last year. Except International superstar at this point. Uh, what Shohei Otani has become, I mean, the intro was really, really cool on how they're doing it. Uh, he really is only comparable to Babe Ruth uh, when you look at it because there's really never been anybody it's like him. And I feel like it, as long as he just becomes decent or stays decent at both sides, he should have a lot of MVPs because if you're able to play both, it just throws the dimension of baseball. And it's something weird that we've never even seen before, obviously besides Babe Ruth and Shohei. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
0: just pray he stays healthy, man. Yeah. Exactly. I was going to say the
2: biggest thing, I mean, it, he showed it early in his career. He, he needs to be able to stay healthy. That's it.
0: Yeah.
1: If he does stay healthy and he remains a, a pitcher of a sub three, three year Ray and a home run hitter that hits 35 plus a season, he will win a lot of MVPs and, uh, could even go in the hall of fame. One could say maybe at, at, by the end of his playing days.
0: Yeah. We did get a, a little leak on, uh, one of the covers too, Kyle.
1: Uh oh yeah, Derek Jeter. What was a big leak? Uh, for the legend cover, I think that actually releases tomorrow officially.
0: Uh, oh yeah, he will. the Derek Jeter I'm card. Suck. I'm very much looking forward to <laughs> can't run field that, or hit for power. That common
1: fielding, uh, <laughs> the fifty power that he has, as well as the seventy speed that he's got. For <laughs> nothing really too good, unless you want to hit singles. So I guess Skyler will will really really like that card based off his eye <laughs> contact of uh. Hey, you haven't seen my team, Tony Gwynn. Right. Uh,
2: they're, gonna, they're gonna juice some stuff on his card that shouldn't be juiced but they yeah I, will. It, there won't
1: be the power to make that card really they'll cool. give
0: him 80 power or something you know like, if like, gonna like they do, do with Cal Ripken
1: is but they're I, gonna make him the MLB collection like the,
0: the that Mickey would suck. Mantle or that would suck.
1: something <laughs> like that so uh, we'll see how that goes
2: for Just sure it's not worth I, it I'm willing to bet he has diamond fielding
0: probably ah, that'd be disturbing
1: he's probably gonna have at some least very, gold. at least interesting animations to, uh, throwing, but anyways, back to IRL sports, I guess, uh, we did get another big leak, uh, one that officially comes out tomorrow. But if you look through the windows of the Washington football team, uh, team store, as well as stadium, you can see it now says Washington commanders, uh, which basically leaks that their name is going to be coming out as commanders tomorrow morning. Yeah. Uh, jerseys we really don't have a good grasp of quite yet it's I probably going to be
0: very similar we I've we kind of see similar. the sh-
1: the shadows of them a little bit but they just we just see some dark red as well as uh some white jerseys hopefully the helmets are cool hopefully the jerseys are cool uh, and now I mean, tomorrow we won't have the Washington football team, and I think that that's a big W for football.
0: I do, I feel like this was this is a really hard event to mess up if you're Dan Snyder, and I, I think it's a, f- a fair job. There were some bad ones on the finalist list, like the presidents, you know. Uh, so, so at was, least it what, wasn't what was the presidents.
2: The, oh, there was one that had like a color in it, um, the red tails. Yeah, the red tail. I thought that was kind of interesting. Just asking for trouble. Yeah, I don't (laughs) even know what a red tail is, but red
1: tail was like, I'm pretty sure it was a a navy fleet, uh, an African American navy fleet in like World War II or something like that. Okay,
2: but on on their jerseys, I've heard they're very similar, very simplistic
1: too. So yeah, so we need that family out of ownership. (laughs) 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 That's true, Uh, but that's gonna do it for halftime. We can go ahead and get back. Uh, towards your head at. And the first thing All that right. we're going to talk about is the Super Bowl first impressions. Not given our big picks yet. Yeah. Uh, but some
0: early impressions on what you got and, and maybe maybe a little Super Bowl pick for who you think is going to win. All right. My first thought was, wow, the Rams are going to win this one by at least 20 <laughs> points. Um, the Bengals have had so many problems with the four-man rush this year. And you could say LA has got one of the best ones they're going to see. At least Burrow's going to see for the rest of his career. Um, I think Cincinnati does have a chance, though, if it's within one score in the fourth. Uh, I was saying this yesterday. I would want Joe Burrow and McPherson, that quarterback kick duo, in the fourth quarter in a close game, more than I would want the Rams because Stafford always throws a late-game interception. He's done it his entire career. I know some of Four his attempts Four times ball- to throw a late-game interception. Hmm? Or he attempts to at least throw it. Yeah, well, yeah, if, if it gets caught, you know, sometimes it gets dropped and he gets lucky. But, uh, you know, through all the, the pain he's been through in Detroit, uh, I agree. That's messed up, you know, but he, he still has that, that one bad throw late game, every game. And that could kill him. So they need a lead by then. That's my takeaway right now. I'm leaning Rams by 20.
2: So... I'm going to make a point before I I get into like the bowl, um, Matthew Stafford, I believe in his time in Detroit led the most game winning drives of any NFL quarterback. I believe he had, so I, I I don't know. I wouldn't call him not clutch. I I think Burrow definitely. I'm not saying that either.
0: I just mean, you can't, you can't make a mistake in the Super Bowl. Yeah. No.
2: Okay. Fair point. But, um, like Skylar, my first thing was the Rams are more talented than the Bengals in almost every aspect. And I think the most glaring one is going to be that Bengals offense line up against that Rams defensive line. I mean, the Bengals gave up eight sacks two weeks ago to the Titans who aren't, mm. who have a very good defense line.
0: but they don't and have I, Aaron Donald and Von they don't Miller have Aaron and Donald Floyd. and they
2: don't have Von Miller. And I, I think that's going to be sorry the for ultimate interrupting decider. Me, no, you're good. <laughs> I think that's going to be the ultimate decider. is can Burrow avoid like Burrow has to take under like five sacks. And I don't know if he's going to be able to do that. So
0: We'll be rooting for him, but, but, but thing, is it possible?
2: The thing is, like, while the Rams are more talented everywhere, there's something about this Bengals team. And I think there's always kind of that one team that has like, that run. And to me, the Bengals just have something about them. You know, Everyone's on the Joe Burrow hype train right now. Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty. There's just something about that team that makes me think there's a better chance than everyone's giving them credit for. And I think that's been the way in the past couple of matchups, and they've gone in and won. So, if I if I had to put a bet, I I'd put it on the Rams. But I don't think this is going to be a blow. I think the Bengals are going to be in this game.
1: I think we look at Joe Burrow. At least I look at Joe Burrow, and I'm beginning to see the Aaron Rodgers where you're like don't bet against Aaron Rodgers. Don't bet against Tom Brady. Don't bet against Joe Burrow because this dude, all he's done in the, 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 in college uh, and now in the NFL as well, he just wins. This motherfucker doesn't care. Even if his team isn't as good as the team that they're going against, he still goes out there and wins. And he does it in one of the most cool, calm uh, and slightly cocky uh, way that we've have seen from a lot, pretty much any quarterback. Uh, so right now, even though they probably don't match up the greatest with the Rams, I can't bet against Joe Burr, man. Right. Bengals.
2: I, I, like Bengals. It. I think, yeah, I think Skylar said, I think we're all rooting for the Bengals in the end, though. I think most yeah. of America is rooting for the Bengals.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody likes Joe Burr and Joe Cheesy. Jeez, we don't want to see him.
0: Friends. You know, <laughs> Joey franchise is the only acceptable one.
1: <laughs> no, I see
2: dude. Paul hit the gritty after Jamar Chase scores a touchdown. That's oh. all I want.
0: I want to see Joe Burrow
1: hit the gritty. That's what I want to <laughs> see after a touchdown. I think that'd be hilarious. Or Matthew Stafford hit it for a game winning touchdown. That would be cool. All right. Uh, one thing I put on here was the top 10 QBs, in our opinion, as we get yeah. more into the offseason, uh, on what we think are the top 10 QBs. Uh, as of right now, we're going for it. I kind of made mine. Uh, going into next year, on who I think will be the top ten. Uh, Brady I obviously right is now. taking off. Yeah, right yeah. now we're going into next year is kind of the same thing at this yeah. point, yeah, yeah. I guess. Uh,
0: you want to like start with Brady's, ten, and I'll give them give them off.
1: But yeah, yes, we'll yeah, Brady Brady's
0: the honorable mention here. I, I Brady's off the had list.
1: Had uh, I, I would have put him at three. I think I had him uh, behind a couple guys, obviously. Uh, but number ten. All it's got to go first,
0: go to Brett, and then back around to me. All right. I'm going to go with Derek Carr. He showed this year through all the chaos. Um, you know, he could get it done uh, most of the time.
2: I, I I have a tie at 10. I couldn't leave either of these guys off the list. I have Stafford uh, which and, and Carr. Um, Carr, I don't think, has quite as much talent, but the leader that he is is just so good for a team. You can't leave him off, and Stafford is Extremely talented with a very good roster around him.
1: I put Stafford at 10. Uh, Carr did actually not make my list, surprisingly enough. Uh, but Stafford, I think, 10th best quarterback in the league. Uh, I I thought he was a bit higher than this going into the season, but just those li- – I mean, late game throws this year at least have been very, very, very shocking for me to see some of the decisions that he makes. And some of it's just the – I mean – I hate going back to it over and over again, because it's probably hurts Brad a little bit, but that, that throw to Kwaski tart. I mean, I don't even know what he was trying to do there. Like there was no intended receiver unless he thought that he was Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes trying to throw 85 yards downfield. So
2: I, I'm, I'm going to give Stafford some slack. Cause I actually do think he's been playing a bit banged up for yeah. the past, maybe probably the second half of the season. I know he dealt with the foot injury and he had a shoulder thing going on. So I, I give him some credit there, but you I mean, that throw was awful.
1: Yeah, but I also feel like a lot of the quarterbacks and pretty much every player in the NFL, especially once you get very late into the season, like an NFC championship game, yeah. everybody's banged up. I mean, regardless of what you're doing. Uh, Number nine
0: now. All right, number nine, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. I think he's very similar to Derek Carr, uh, that leader who sometimes makes bad decisions, but he's just, he has a better arm. So he gets to not a nine. A nine.
2: I got Dak
1: Prescott at
0: nine. I don't know. I, don't I put Dak. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I put Dak at, at nine as well. Uh, I put Cousins. So I did uh, 11, 12 and 13 as well. Cause mm-hmm. I had a group of guys where I really didn't know where to put. So I just listed them. Uh, I had cousins at 13 and car at 12. So yeah. there's that. Uh, yeah. But cousins at nine is a very big shocker to me. I feel like yeah, you're going to leave a couple guys out of this list that I expected to be in. Who's at number eight though?
0: Number eight, I have Russell Wilson. It's not really his fault. Some guys rose pretty high at the end of this year while he was just trying to get back to normality. So uh, I'll be rooting for Russell Wilson now that <laughs> we don't have their draft pick. Uh, good for him. Slides to eights, not his fault really. We just got to see him get better.
2: I have Lamar at I think Lamar is a guy who can move up this list just with how explosive he is and how much he does for his offense. But he, he struggled with injuries this year. Going to have to see him get back running next year. I think he's very talented, especially with the ball in his hands. Not the best thrower of the football on this list, but nonetheless, an exciting athlete.
1: Number eight, I put Kyler. Uh, I do think he has the capability to be higher up on this list. I do think he actually played talent-wise or played Just in general, especially in the second half of the season, lower than eight on this list. Uh, But with the mix of both, I think eight is a pretty good spot for what he can do and what he will do. Uh, I like Kyler. Wish he would have played baseball, but I guess things are working out pretty well for him as a quarterback. Next up is uh, number seven.
0: Number seven, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. Just an absolute beauty throwing the football. This guy has such a bright future. That's it for him.
2: Uh, number seven, I have a guy, Scott, already talked about. I have Russell Wilson. Like, just a little bit of decline this year, some injuries, some high risers. But Russell Wilson, hopefully he's out of Seattle. I don't want to have to face him two times a year because he's a pain in the ass. So.
1: Number seven, I put Joe Burrow. Uh, I think you guys might have him a little bit higher on your list or probably will, based off of you guys not saying him yet, unless – Somehow you think he's not top 10, Uh, but Joe Burrow, I like what he is doing now. I think it's very impossible to not like what he's doing now, Uh, but the inconsistencies early in the season kind of scared me a little bit. Hopefully that's right now. is isn't just a fluke and that he's got it all figured out.
0: Um, But yeah, he's going to be a stud. Mm -hmm. Number six. Number six. I have Dak Prescott. Fallen down a couple of spots from where I had him earlier in the year. Um, he, another guy who's, who's just, he has it, all the physical traits uh right now. He's just a little too inconsistent. And I, and I, I still have him at the six spot. You know, everyone's inconsistent. Uh, it's just a little more than these other guys. And it'll make sense when we get there.
2: So. I kind of forgot about a guy. So I'm. this is about where I said, I have Kyler at my actual sixth spot. Um, We already talked about him, but I forgot to even mention him because he didn't play this year, but this is about where I'd have Deshaun Watson right in this area. And I think healthy next year uh, Deshaun Watson will play and he'll be a borderline top five, four, six quarterback, wherever he is.
1: Number six for me is Justin Herbert. And I am not, as high on him as what Brett is partially that's because he's in my division uh he's a stud but I just don't think he's going to be that top three quarterback in the league really ever I think he his decision making needs some work he obviously has the strong arm but I don't really think he's completely understood how to use that strong arm yet uh and I do think he has to stop taking some hits he he took quite a few hits uh, running the ball later in the year uh, so, I think he's got to understand. That's another issue with Burrow, too, is he does not know how to take a sack at all. And uh, if Cincinnati mm-hmm. doesn't shore up their line and Burrow doesn't realize that he needs to go down, he's going to end up getting hurt again. And that probably could cost him a couple years of his career. Uh, but Herbert at six, Burrow at seven. Uh, so, I still have Herbert above
0: Joe Burr. All right. Number five. Number five, I have Matthew Stafford. So many question marks about him going into this year, and he answered all of them with no problem at all. I have, I guess the theme to my list here is if you win, you're going to get a little boost. So Matt Stafford got that boost over Prescott and Herbert and Russell Wilson.
2: Number five, I have Joe Burrow. I've talked about it a lot. Joe Burrow has the it factor. And I think that's maybe the biggest thing you can look for in a quarterback. I mean, there's obviously arm talent. There's so many other intangibles But only a few guys have that it factor that make them successful in the league. And Burl has that. And he might have too much of that. Like he just drips confidence. I love what I've been seeing of him lately. I think going into next year, he's going to be a top five quarterback in this league.
1: Number five for me, I put uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, A lot of people talked about the drop off that he had when he got after he got hurt this season. Uh, I really don't think there was that big of a drop-off. He really missed four games this season, and he still threw 25 touchdowns and only had six interceptions. The completion percentage was down a little bit, but I think Russell Wilson did a really good job with what he's got, especially as an old line over there in Seattle and and with the defense too. Uh, So I'm not quite on the train of the Russell Wilson
0: decline quite yet. Next up, number four. My number four is going to be Joe Burrow. It's everything I said about Justin Herbert, except this guy has brought what I believe is a C-plus roster to the Super Bowl this year, and that is ridiculously impressive.
2: For me, I have Herbert at four, Burrow at five, so I have Herbert slightly above Burrow, and that's really just the difference in arm talent. Not that Burrow doesn't have it. I think Herbert just has a plethora of it. His arm's insane. Like Kyle said, don't know if he fully knows how to use it yet, But I think if you get Burrow and Herbert, a good offensive line around them, I think these are maybe borderline top three guys for the rest of their career.
1: Number four for me is Deshaun Watson. Uh, Hopefully we get to see him play more. But this guy, when he plays, is so, so, so good. He led the league in yards in 2020. I think a lot of people forget that. He had 33 touchdowns with just seven interceptions. Uh, and he runs the ball, well, if he wants to. Uh, I mean, if he figures his legal stuff out and gets into a good situation, maybe not even uh, – I mean, probably not with the Texans at this point, but with, an, with another team, he could even go to, to number three or number two on this list, in my
0: opinion. Do you know what he also led the league in? No. I'm Dax. not going to – in what? Dax
1: sacks i mean that's not really his fault though i mean it's off sucked, field which charges oh yeah that's why i said if he figures yes. his legal stuff out uh but as quarterback alone you look at the quarterback in the person he, he's at number four uh all for, right. me, for sure
2: i mean he did all that with a horrible roster around.
1: exactly him. yeah he was doing things that joe burr couldn't even do Uh, with an even worse roster. We finally got to the top three now. Skyler, who is, in your
0: opinion, the third best QB in all of football? I think it's Josh Allen, uh, for obvious reasons here. Uh, Probably the strongest arm in the NFL. He runs people over. And unfortunately, he had to take on the Chiefs this year and lost the coin toss. But he should be a menace for the next 10, 15 years if he doesn't get hurt.
2: Picking between two and three was a tough one for me. I ended up going with Rodgers at three just because I, I did this more so for next season. I think Rodgers is going to get a little bit older. Don't know where he's going to play, if he's going to have Devonta Adams. All that's a little bit factored in, but Rodgers at three, he's going to win MVP most likely again this year, back-to-back years. One of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it, still doing it at an older age. There's nothing not to like about Rodgers except maybe your vac- his vaccination status, depending on who you are, but overall easy top three
1: i put rogers at three uh i think pretty self-explanatory he is getting up there in years uh and i think putting him at number three speaks more to the guys above him on this list rather it does to him rogers is still one of the goats or one of the probably the best quarterback to ever play the game Uh, but at 38 years old i'm ready to put these two guys ahead of him
0: who's at number two i'm not ready for it. Patrick Mahomes is my number Ooh. 2. Uh it speaks more about the number 1 guy in my opinion going reverse on you guys. Uh Patrick Mahomes great player, not ready to give him the number 1 spot yet.
2: I uh, Josh Allen at 2. Uh, can you believe this guy wasn't named to the Pro Bowl by the way? Like yeah, as, a, as uh, an original he was not named to the Pro Bowl, Lamar Jackson was, but Josh Allen, he showed it in the playoffs especially in that game versus the Chiefs. And the Miss Patriots, where he was pretty much perfect both games. It sucks he had to go out the way he did, not even giving a chance on the field. But I guess you got to go play defense in that overtime period if you're the Bills. But Josh Allen, incredible talent, extremely athletic, strong arm. Mm-hmm. Really nothing not to like about this guy. And for me, I am personally ready to put him above Rodgers just because age and what Allen can do with his legs as well.
1: Number two, I'm going to put Patty Mahomes. Oh, I think I'm going to do it. Boy. I mean, I look at yeah. the supporting tasks of the of the guys that Allen and Mahomes have, and I think the arm talent in both these guys is very, very similar. Uh, and, and the actual ability to play quarterback as a thrower is very, very similar. Uh, but when I see Josh Allen run, that's what puts me puts him above Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, now at this point. Uh, Mahomes has been historically very very lucky at this point to his career as far as interceptions and stuff like that. He's had a lot of drop picks and I know a lot of them kind of actually turned into picks this year and Josh Allen still did throw quite a few picks this year. But just Mahomes has so much more to work with. I think if you put Allen in Mahomes' shoes on that squad, I think that team easily wins the Super Bowl this season. And then now uh-huh. number 1
0: Number one, I got Lamar Jackson. I don't care if you call him a running back; no, <laughs> it's Aaron Rodgers. He's uh, he's the greatest passer I've ever seen in my life. Even most people who are around for Marino and Elway would agree with me too. Uh, and I'm not ready to take him off the number one spot. I know he's old, but his arm hasn't uh, hasn't gotten old yet. That's for sure.
2: Number one, I have Mahomes. To be honest, I thought that was going to be the, the clear pick from all three of us, but I guess, I guess it's not Um, Mahomes. There's nothing he doesn't do at least well, in my opinion, except for uh,
0: everything that went wrong in the second half of the playoff game.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's lots of factors, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the, the dudes, how old is he? 25. It doesn't matter how old he is. He's just going to get better. The Chiefs are going to be able to build around him, even despite his contract. And even if they can't bring in pieces, Mahomes alone can keep that team afloat. Crazy arm talent, athletic. Can throw from any angle. He's, He's the younger Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. And that's why I have him above Aaron Rodgers. The arm talent that he has, the ways he can throw, like I just said. But Mahomes, for me, number one. I love Josh Allen. I love what he can do with his legs, but Mahomes just, he's a different breed.
0: All
1: right. That's always number fun. Number one, for me, uh, I'm putting Josh Allen. Uh, I didn't think I'd do this uh, even yesterday, but when I look at it, I think I'm ready to put him as the number one guy. Uh, every QB has an issue. There's no perfect QB uh and obviously Josh Allen's issue is his accuracy. It's gotten a lot better since his rookie year, obviously. Uh and it's gotten better even from two years ago. What well, took a step down this past year, but nonetheless, he's still a fucking beast and he's still gonna beat the shot of the Jets year in, no. year out for the <laughs> next fifteen years, Skylar. Is it false? Yes. I mean What's, if the, if the Jaguars can beat him, why can't the Jets? Pretty much the same team. I mean.
0: I mean, we beat the Jacks, so.
1: <laughs> but he also beat you guys twice. What What is Josh Allen's record against you guys? You ever lost? Let me Let me go ahead and pull up Josh
0: Allen. My
2: guy's expression. I'm gonna assume he's never lost against the Jets. I think. Let's don't pull it up. This.
0: Let me Let me pull it up real quick. It, well, we um, haven't beaten our division in three years, so.
1: Well, let's go to Splits' career. Uh. Scroll down to the new. You know, it's York got an
0: interesting quarterback situation now. It's oh, Tampa. Well, He's
1: five and two against the Jets.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh
1: yeah, I guess he lost his rookie year or something like that when he wasn't that good. So those, those are Mickey Mouse games anyways. So it doesn't count. Uh but yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's a yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. All Look right. at next year. The MVP in the NFL is gonna be Josh Allen. I mean, Rogers again on Denver cool yeah I try. all right the last thing and where's your head at though uh with tom brady retiring that obviously is leaves a big question mark at i guess still the reigning champs uh quarterback spot so who is going to be playing qb for tampa next season
0: all right to start it off guys there's one quarterback on the roster right now it's kyle trask and everyone except for kyle understands that that's not good enough here uh, so I, I want to talk about
1: your own pick on him.
0: I just want to talk about some of the options here. All right. Kyle Trask is on the roster. You could roll with him. You could trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. You could sign Teddy Bridgewater. You could bring back one of the former Tampa Bay players, Jameis Winston, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who are free agents. Or you could trade up for a quarterback, or if any of them fall to you, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter. Carson Strong, Bailey Zappi, Pickett, if there's a problem with his thumb, would be the guys available there for him. I think the answer here is at least two of the things I just said. Do you want to keep Kyle Trask? Sure, but you got to trade for Jimmy or sign Bridgewater. Oh, you like Jameis Winston? Cool. You still got to sign Bridgewater, trade for Jimmy G., Draft cars are strong, whatever. You can't just pick one of these if you're Tampa Bay. I feel like this is a team who could do a pretty quick rebuild if they wanted. They're pretty good at drafting. Um, but you can't roll with just one of these.
2: Well, I don't think they're going to roll with just one of these because I think no matter what, Trask is going to be there. So that, that's, that's one. That's out of the way.
0: Okay. Uh, out, other than Trask. Then.
2: Yeah, so I, I think there'll be one. <laughs> Other than Trask, you don't need to do the other two, but I think that's what you were trying to say anyways. Yes. Trask will be there. I personally, I, they, they did spend a second-round pick on him, which, in my personal opinion, that was a bad pick. I didn't think Trask was a second-round talent, which is why I'm not you know, putting all my eggs in one basket with him. Um, obviously, the Buccaneers probably see something different. They might have thought Brady might have stayed there, you know, maybe develop under Brady for another year, but... I mean, I I don't think Trask is going to be the guy. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think the Niners are going to ask for a second-round pick. However, they might not want a late second-round pick, which is what Tampa Bay is going to offer. They might ask for the late first, and I don't think Tampa Bay is going to want to give that up. So to me – You could trade
0: out of the first, get two extra seconds, trade one of those to San Francisco.
2: And that's that's a whole other step I'm not going to get into. Don't know who the trade partners would be. Plus, I think Jimmy is going to go to Washington or the Steelers. I think the, the Commanders. Steelers. I think the Steelers are the team to watch out for with Jimmy, if I'm being honest. Um, I, I think they signed someone. I think a Teddy Bridgewater makes sense. You know, maybe give a guy like Mariota another chance. They'll bring someone in to go along with Trask. They'll probably have him compete. I don't think you're going to bring back Godwin. You've obviously lost Antonio Brown. There's not going to be a ton of weapons, but the defense is going to be good. They're going to have Fournette. They're going to, there's going to be no, guys on this team. No I'm Fournette, 40. is he a free agent? Yeah. Okay, well, they'll, they'll figure out running back. It's not that hard to do in the mm. NFL. Keyshawn hey. Vaughn. Yeah, mm. they'll, they'll, they'll have a guy there. But am I, this division's not going to be good, is the other thing. I think they can get away with a Teddy Bridgewater-like signing and still compete to win this division especially with what's going on with the Saints. The Falcons are the definition of mid, and I can't even the, – the Panthers. Unless the Panthers go get Deshaun Watson, they're going to suck again. So I don't think you have to make a huge splash to be able to win that division, and I think that's what they'll do. They'll stick with Trask, sign out a veteran.
1: Got to give up your second-round pick to go get that proven winner, Jimmy Jalopolo. Man, you got to get him on your roster – He's a proven winner, obviously, in this league. He's got like a 75 win percent. Uh, so go ahead and get him. Good things happen to your team when you have Garoppolo as your quarterback. They just do. I don't know how, but things just end up happening while well, your defense shirts up. You're, you, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel 2.0. Next thing you know, that's going to happen. Uh, but the whole part of the plan has to, be, has to do something with Kyle Trask, in my opinion. There's no way you could spend a second round pick on a guy like him and just have your plan be nothing with him. So whether that's bringing him in halfway through next year uh, or letting him sit another year uh, and wait until his third year, it has to do something with him in the long term.
2: I mean, if you want to go to Jimmy, route, that makes sense because Jimmy only has one year left on his contract. You get one year of Jimmy, you go to Trask. But I, I, the market for Jimmy is going to be interesting because I'm not sure what the Niners are going to want. But I feel like a late second They won't go for that.
1: I don't know if they could get anything more than late second. I'm not
2: sure.
1: I'm really really not sure. But I think at that point, you just draft a QB if if you really want to. So a late second could work. Maybe a third seems a little bit too weird. But a late second, I think, actually seems quite perfect in my opinion. Uh, layups now and bold predictions. Mm-hmm. I think that's the last thing that we had for where's your head at. Uh, last week it was just me and Skyler here, so we only had our bets. Uh, I had the first score for the Bengals is going to be a field goal for my layup, and that was true. Uh, Evan McPherson banged it through, uh, to make it 21 to three or whatever it was at the time. Uh, so there was that. Uh, and then Skyler had the Cincinnati, uh, Kansas City game over. That did not hit. Unfortunately, I
0: ended up changing my thoughts a little bit <laughs> after this, you know, right before the game, and I ended up getting the right score on the spreadsheet, but not on the bet here. Yeah, inverse correct score that
1: is. Yes, of Kansas City winning twenty-seven and twenty-four, but still pretty cool accomplishment for Sky Beef. Uh, this week, though, I have the Lakers over the Blazers on Wednesday. Wow, <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Tends to turn it on in February. I don't know how, what happens to him in the early part, but he usually takes about three, four months to warm up in the NBA. We finally got into that spot. Uh, Westbrook probably going for 25, 16, and 12
0: in that win. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with some college basketball here. I got number seven, Arizona, beating number three, UCLA, on Thursday night. Two of the best teams in college basketball taking the Arizona money line at home.
2: I just think it's interesting. Kyle went NBA. Skyler went college. I'm going hockey for both my bets. So I got the Islanders money line versus Seattle. It seems pretty simple to me. The Islanders are good at hockey. Seattle, not so much. Expansion franchise. Still trying to get off their feet. I'll take the Islanders.
1: Yeah, I would bet on the Pro Bowl, but I don't know if they allow you to do that.
2: Uh, I actually looked at
1: that. There's there's not a lot out there. Really, there's no like uh, AFC minus twelve or something.
2: There, the the NFC was favored, but I don't know if it's actually possible to like bet on it. There was a spread. Um, I think it was like minus two and a half for the NFC, but
1: they're not the home team. I'll tell you that they're playing in Viva Las Vegas. Uh, but the bowl predictions. From last week, I got mine wrong. Skyler got his right. Uh, I had the Niners' money line. Uh, we know that didn't hit, unfortunately. Uh, Skyler had Kittle under 60 and a half receiving yards. That did hit. Uh, probably wouldn't have hit if Jimmy Garoppolo hit Kittle and stride on the first drive. Uh, that probably would have been a 75-yard yes. touchdown. At least a big God. play. Uh, yeah. But... That didn't happen. Uh, so Skyler got his pick right for that one. So shout out to Skyler there. Uh, but this week, I have Boston over Charlotte as well as Denver over Utah. Utah has lost like five in a row at this point, And Denver has been going off. So I'm picking them in that one. And then Boston, I'm picking them. They're at home versus Charlotte in this game. Charlotte just lost to the Thunder. Uh, so I don't think things are going to go well for them. in the the next game against Boston. And that happens tomorrow,
2: I think. Denver is currently down 20 to Minnesota, I believe. Probably resting all their
1: starters. That's probably why I did. Getting ready for for the next one.
0: Wow. Okay, well... I'm going to go with a pretty big bull prediction here, too. College basketball, once again. BYU over number two, Gonzaga. The last time they played, it was 110 to 84 Gonzaga. This time, BYU is at home. The defense is always better at home. They're loud in Utah. Screw it. We're going with the Cougs. Man. We're going with the Cougs here.
1: They had a lot of pent up testosterone, if you know what I'm saying. Shut, shut up.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh sticking with hockey i'm taking edmonton over washington edmonton over the past couple of weeks been on a snide however they have signed evander kane and since they oh. have signed evander kane and he has played they have they, they've been looking better so i'm taking evander kane and all his problems versus washington uh hopefully evander kane doesn't bet on this game because yeah, yeah i what, think
0: he's taking money i, line I think, he should, I think he
2: should refrain from doing that anymore
0: did he get released by the Sharks? Uh, yeah. Ways.
2: So we we released him, he or he got waived, cleared waivers, uh went back to our AHL Barracuda team where we cut him and then he signed with Edmonton on a one year, 2.65 million euro.
0: Wow. Cause the last time I heard about this, it was from you maybe a year ago.
2: Yeah, he's uh so. <laughs> he's been he's been playing with the Barracuda, which are the Sharks like you know, equivalent of the triple A
0: affiliate. Yeah. So All right. Huh. Good for him, I guess.
1: It's yeah. interesting. I wonder if he got asked to, or if he asked to get his money in poker chips, uh, that would have been something I would have seen. It was happening. Well,
2: The other thing about him, he's also like 30 something million in debt. So I think he's going to need more than just,
1: I mean, he might have to use those poker chips to bet on that get shit. Then yeah. put that shit on green and we're going. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but that's going to do it for episode 73. It's been a long episode. It's been a fun episode. It's been yeah. nice to have shoppy back here uh for the first time in a month or so. Uh but yeah, I mean, any ending closing notes you guys got?
0: Uh we'll be back with the full in-depth Super Bowl preview next week. Hopefully some more coaches sign. We figure out what's going on with uh Brian Flores. And Super Bowl. Super Bowl, yes. All right. You got anything for us, Brett?
2: Uh we should know NBA All Star reserves by then, too.
1: So, yeah. looking forward to that. But I think that's all. It's good to be back. Yeah. All right. I think uh, also, too, going to try to keep on the theme with the top 10 once every week okay. or so. Uh, so, maybe running backs will be next week.
0: All right. Can't wait for punters and guards. But, all right. Yeah, well, we'll be back next week. Go, Jets. Later.